This week on The Right Fit. So many people undersell themselves. People just put the, the, the meat and potatoes on, on a resume. We, we win a lot of games. We send kids to this place. We do this. We do that. Um, but if you're going to run a program, it's a lot more than just the three or four things that, that jump off the page at you as far as what coaching is. The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Search Firm. Rising Coaches has become one of the most trusted names in college basketball since 2010. And since 2010, we've been helping head coaches fill their staff. Now we're helping athletic directors hire their head coaches. We launched the Rising Coaches Search Firm at the end of 2019 and already have a successful track record of helping programs make great hires. If you want more information on how you can leverage one of the most vast networks and communities in college basketball to help you improve the quality of your candidate pool and find the exact right fit for your program, then visit risingcoaches.com slash search dash firm. Thanks for listening to the Right Fit Podcast, the show where we sit down with athletic directors and talk to them about their hiring process, what they look for in a head coach, and how they find it. Today we are joined by Jeremy Capo. Jeremy Capo is the 2019 Under Armour Athletic Director of the Year. He has been the athletic director at Iowa Western and New Mexico Junior College. Uh, and today's podcast is taken from a live interview workshop with the Rising Coaches Membership Group. This interview was conducted April 2nd and is the first 15 or so minutes of an hour and a half long workshop. We hope you enjoy today's episode. And let's take you right to Jeremy Capo. So a couple of things I want to start off with is um, just a question is what, what are you doing on a daily basis uh, to prepare yourself for your next job or for your first head coaching job? Um, I think that's probably a question that you want to, you want to just put some time and thought in um, because maybe you think you're doing enough. Uh, maybe you don't, maybe you're not doing a whole lot. That hasn't been a, a thought process. Um, but I think it's something that if you put in the back of your mind and, and you're just asking yourself, you know, what are the little things you're doing um, to help yourself? Uh, you'll, you'll get some clarity as uh, when these, when these times come. Um, and then the second thing um, I'd like to offer up is just, you know, every day is an interview. Um, for those of you that are assistant coaches, um, you're, the athletic director at your current spot um, is interviewing you every day, whether you want to be interviewed or not. Um, and so I, I think if you walk around the office or you're putting your best foot forward, um, you're putting yourself out there, you're making yourself available. Um, those little things go a long way um, to help you. So just those two, two snippets, um, just opening kind of thoughts. Um, and then as far as what we'll, over today is kind of when there's when there's an opening um i think there's you know probably three phases before the job's open right before you even see it's posted before you know about it um then it's open you know about it reaching out how, how are you going to do that are there are there ways that are, are more beneficial than others um and then lastly you know the interview um so we'll go through those uh those three three things um, I'm new on this Zoom thing, Adam, so um, if someone has a question and I'm missing it, hop in. Uh, just want it to be as interactive uh, as possible. If something doesn't make sense, uh, please jump in. 
Um, so starting off first, kind of before the job is open, I got my notes over here to the side, so I'm not uh, avoiding eye contact here. <clears throat> um, I think there's, there's an ex internal and an external piece before the job is open. Um, and so the internal, what, what you can control um, is your resume and your cover letter. And I think um, you want to have it updated. Um, it, it needs to be clean. It needs to flow. It needs to look good and professional. Um, and as you're going through your resume and comparing it to the job that's open, my recommendation is that you pay a significant amount of detail, attention to what are the minimum requirements, what are the qualifications, what's in the job description. Um, because as you put your resume together, I've been on a lot of different um, campuses where it's, it's a number system. And if you can't uh, speak to what the, the qualifications are um, and put it in your resume, then they'll move on from the points. Um, now, as you get into some of the upper levels, the, the head coach, the AD, whatever, they kind of know their guys. Um, and so they kind of move through that. But if you're just trying to get into this and just trying to break your foot in, you don't have a connection and you don't know um, folks on that campus, um, we just went through a search here with over 120 applicants. Um, how do you separate yourself? And so when you get down to it, you want to make sure that you're addressing, I do have the minimum qualifications. Here's the things that I do that you spell out clearly in your job description. I do those things daily. That, that'll help you um, tremendously to get through onto the next stage. Um, and then speak to each requirement. Um, whatever it lists, you, you need to address. Um, I think one of the things I see a lot is experience working with diverse socioeconomic backgrounds, okay? Now, I think anybody who knows college basketball or, or basketball in general knows that you're working with uh, a, a very diverse group of individuals. Um, but at some point in your cover letter or somewhere on your resume, it should say in there, I have experience working with recruiting, um, coaching, teaching student athletes with a very diverse socioeconomic background. Um, again, it goes, some of these things seem monotonous and, and pointless, but it helps you get, uh, it, it clarifies in committee members' minds that, yeah, you can do these things. You, you speak to it clearly right here. I don't have to just think or pull it out of the air. Um, and then uh, last, uh, a couple other points here on, on the resume. So many people undersell themselves. Um, I, I don't, I, I think that um, people just put the, the, the meat and potatoes on, on a resume. We, we win a lot of games. We send kids to this place. We do this, we do that. Um, but if you're going to run a program, it's a lot more than just the three or four things that, that jump off the page at you as far as what coaching is and, and you know, under the lights, on the court, and, and practices and those types of things. There's so many more things um, that go into um, you running a, a successful program. And, and so when you, my suggestion would be to go through your current job description, um, pull that out, go to HR, whoever, and what are the things that they're listing in there that you may, you may be overlooking? Um, because those things are part of your day-to-day -day operations and they should, they should be reflected um, on your resume and in your cover letter. Um, and then I would suggest getting several eyes on it. Um, send it to other athletic directors. Send it to other coaches. Send it to people that have, that have hired before. Make sure it's clean. It flows. 
um, and then try to keep it simple. Um, you want to drive people to the content of what your resume is. And so sometimes if there's a lot of pictures, a lot of photos, um, it's taking away um, from the content. So from a resume standpoint, um, I think those are kind of some, some basics. With regards to your references, um, again, just walk through a search with over 120 applicants. Um, it, it's great that you know Phil Jackson and Bobby Knight and Mike Krzyzewski. Those are all great folks to know. But if I'm going to bring you to my campus, um, I need to know that you, you know the housing director, uh, that you know the, the vice president of student services, um, that you know people, you know, you want to be diverse in who your references are, um, because those are going to be the people that will be able to speak to your qualifications as the CEO of the basketball program. Um, yeah, it's great to have those coaches that can, can talk about how good of a coach you are, um, but, I, but you need to have diversity in your references. Um, if, if, uh, if you're applying, one thing I do in, in jobs that I've applied for in, in the past, if, if the president or the AD is, is a female, I'm going to make darn, darn sure that I have a female reference on my list that can speak to uh, my ability to interact, um, to, to, to collaborate, um, to, to uh, put our best foot forward. The diversity in your um, references is, is paramount as, as you move forward with some of these things. Who can speak to your ability to run every single aspect uh, of the program? <clears throat> Uh, and then I think kind of an external piece uh, moving out of out of that would be your network, your relationships, your contacts, your communications. Um, I, I think that especially now with with everything that social media is, you have a great opportunity um, to build your brand. Who are you? What do you stand for? What are the things um, that that you hold true? What are your non-negotiables? You can build all that within your brand on, on, on social media, because you know what happens when you get the resume. The first thing I do is I type the name into Google or I go onto Twitter or I go onto Facebook and I'm looking at who do they know that I know? What are they liking? What are they following? What are they tweeting? What kind of content are they putting out there? Is it positive? Is it negative? Um, that is, that's the day and age we live in. And it's going to follow, it's going to follow you fortunately for myself. Um, you know, when I was in college, <laughs> we didn't have these things. Um, and, and so I, I've been able <laughs> to escape my young, uh, ignorant, I guess, uh, college days. Um, but, but that stuff's very important. Um, it, it, it gives a, a, a self-portrait of who you are um, and what you're about without you really being able to say anything or defend yourself. So my, my uh, recommendation, my advice is to, to make sure that that is your best foot forward. Again, going back to your resume, I mean, you, if you don't have a connection and you don't have a, have a, uh, a contact, I mean, for the job we just walked through, I mean, you're, you have a one in 20 chance of making it known uh, that you're relevant and you need to be in the mix. <clears throat> um, any questions on kind of the before the jobs open piece, the resume, the cover letter, the external piece? Hey, Jeremy, we have a question here. Um, Shannon, yep. I know you typed in your question, but I'm going to uh, unmute you and let you introduce yourself. 
and then ask your question directly. Hey, I'm Shannon. Um, I was wondering, would you recommend putting our Twitter name on our resume or go ahead and let them search and find us? Um, I, they're going to try to find it anyway. And so I, I think you could probably put that on there, especially if it's something that you've built um, and that you want them to get another set of eyes on you. Um, I, I think it's easy because you don't want them to run across the wrong person. Um, and so it makes sense that you would put that out there. Um, that jogs my memory back to as far as the, what the minimum requirements are. I mean, it's going to have in there, you got to have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or whatever, you know, CPR certified, whatever. I would include those things at the top as well, because again, you're going through a hundred of hundred resumes and you don't want them to have to filter through all the way down to the last page to show that you have a degree or that you are CPR, CPR certified, excuse me. Um, so those things should be at the very top and, and they will allow you, um, again, to continue to move forward into the next step of the, of the process. So I don't think that hurts by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we got another question here from Matt Pickman. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Jeremy. Um, my question, I see that you said put like the job description points in your resume and I totally understand that. Um, but then you kind of said the cover letter. Is it more important to put it in the cover letter? Because I feel like it's easier to put it there. But I've yeah. also heard that people don't go on to your cover letter unless your resume really reads how it should. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that's the, that's the trick. Some, some people, um, they want to see your writing skills and they're going to dive into that cover letter. And that's everything. Um, me personally, I want to see your resume. I want to see the organization of it. I want to see the flow of it. Is it clean? Is it clearly telling me the story uh, of you and your career path and your coaching journey and, and, the, and the, um, the, the responsibilities that you've had um, in your current position? Um, so I'll go back to the cover letter after the resume. So it, I think that you, it, it's good to have a good mix, um, but it is, to your, to your point, a lot easier to write those things out in your cover letter. Um, as opposed to bullet pointing them or putting them on a resume. But I think if you have a good mixture of both, that, that will help. Thanks. Uh, I have one more quick one. Um, you said the references, you know, to put diversity in your references. How many references is too many? Or like, you know, because I want to make sure I put the coaches on there that can actually speak yep. to my ability to do the job. But I definitely right. understand the diversity point too. Yeah. Um, I think you're in, you know, a lot of people just say three. Um, I always provide six um, on mine. I have, uh, you know, three males, three females, presidents, vice president of student affairs um, and, and coaches, um, people that I've worked with hand in hand um, that, that can paint a, a picture of what my work entailed. Thank you. Hey, Jeremy, Tommy Strine at Lamar University. Quick question. Um, you, you talk about, you know, references and resumes and stuff like that. Um, but how do, you, how do you get an athletic director or get an, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, in my, in my case, I, you know, trying to get head coaches to even look at your resume. You know, you might get a thousand, a thousand resume. Like what, what are some ideas that you have to, um, you know, get on top of that stack of papers, I guess, you know, so to speak yeah. and, actually get that there so that way you know what we're talking about is actually seen absolutely so um a, a couple things that have struck me during my time um is folks that have just reached out to me not because uh they want 
my job that's open. Um, they've reached out to me because maybe they've read an article or they've seen something we've done or they've run across our social media. Um, I, I, I probably visit and have talked with 20 to 30 coaches over the last five or six years that want nothing more than just to kind of pick my brain. Um, and so they're on my radar before a job even opens, um, depending on the sport, right? Um, because they're wanting to learn and grow or, or, or get some insight. And so they're building a relationship um, outside of, hey, you have a job. I want it. I'm your guy. Pick me. Um, and so um, timing, uh, I think, kind of helps. Um, networking. Um, obviously, you know, Final Four is a big networking thing that, that won't, won't happen this year. But I still think um, there's a ton of opportunities, um, especially in this time, to just pick up the phone or find somebody on social media and reach out and, and just start up a, a conversation. I've had two or three of those in the last uh, probably two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Right Fit Podcast. Please write us a review, subscribe, and join us next week on the right fifth.